Listen up, boys and girls. Once upon a time, in a land far, far away. Yes, it's Brad Gisa. Story time. Welcome to Story Time. I was just a little taken aback by one of the freak stories that someone texted in. Thank you. I think that will work its way to the freaks today. A disturbing story. Okay. Uh, this one goes back, let's see, probably 40 years. Goes back 40 years. We're, we're kind of fresh out of high school. And we're living at that place called the Burn Pad. And it's like one of the only times we're, we're finally out on our own. And although not all of us live there, most of us stay, keep most of our time there. And the the seasons in the San Joaquin Valley are, are pretty abrupt. You, you go and the winter is nothing like it is here. If it goes below freezing, it's a, it's a rarity. It really is. But when the sun finally starts to warm up, in the, in the days and the months like right around, right now, what's starting? I, I noticed since I live in California many, many years, and I, I took herpetology in, in, uh, in junior high, that that's when the snakes that have been uh, hibernating wherever they are during the, the cold weather months, they come out. They're really hungry because they've been hibernating for months, and, and they need to warm themselves on the rocks. So researching that, being an avid hunter, wanting to, to get a rattlesnake, and like one of the coolest things you could do you know, when you're fresh out of high school is, hey, let's go on a rattlesnake hunt. So I, I, I tell my friends, dude, I know they're going to be out. This is like the third week in the sun's out. Those snakes are going to be out. Let's go up into the mountains. We'll get us some rattlesnakes. We'll, we'll barbecue them. We'll, we'll smoke them or whatever. And I'm, I'm very confident that we're going to get some snakes. And I got, I got generated a lot of excitement with my friends. Greg LeBlanc, who's passed now. Ron Arias. Uh, Chris Clark didn't want anything to do with it. He's like, you, you guys, you're not going to catch nothing. You're not going to see any snakes. I don't even want to go with you. So I'm like, whatever, Chris. So the three of us, we, we go. And here are the weapons we bring. Ron just brings a big-ass buck knife because Ron d- doesn't have a gun. I've got my 12-gauge. It's a Mossberg shotgun. It's a 12-gauge. It's one that's got a choke, an adjustable choke, and it's bolt action. So <laughs> imagine that. It's, it's a bolt action shotgun, 12-gauge. And Greg has my 22. It's got a scope on it. And we go up early on a Saturday, and we start going to all the places where I know the snake should be. We're up in the mountains. We're walking where all the shale is, where the rocks are. We're turning things over. We're looking on all the places where the snake should be warming themselves by the rocks. We beat the bush almost all day. Although we heard something once, and we shot at it because at that moment we were ready to get anything. It could have been anything. It was a squirrel or something didn't see a snake anywhere I'm at this point I'm crestfallen I'm not gonna lie I, I did a lot of bragging a lot of bragging about how we were gonna come back with a snake and, and how I was gonna make Chris Clark eat his words so we're driving back down it's a very windy road and there's like a 200 foot drop on one side and we're in my old Mustang and we still have our guns and everything and we're we're bemoaning the fact that we didn't see any snakes at, at just about that time I come around a sharp corner and crossing the road, and it's going the full length of one lane of the road. How much is that? How, does, how much is one lane, Max? Uh, it's eight feet. Eight feet. Yep. He's crossing full eight lanes. So from, from the end of the road to the, the middle of the road. I'm like, whoa. So my first instinct is to try to run over his head. I'm thinking, I, I got to run over his yeah, head. Yeah, He was too fast. He pulled it back before it got to him. We do a dumb thing. <laughs> a series of dumb things. 
the first dumb thing is I just pull over and I stop my car. Like I said, we're in the, we're in the middle of this big turn, and there's a 200-foot drop on one side, and I, we just stop my car. We grab our guns, and we run out there because he's trying to get across the road. And we come running up on him, and he rears up, and suddenly I, I go from excitement to, oh, crap, he could kill us. He was a, it was a very, an eight-foot-long rattlesnake is, is a frightening thing to run up on. He's, he's right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh my gosh. And Greg's going to start shooting at him with a 22. I'm like, I'm like, dude, we're on, we're on the road. Don't be shooting under the 22 on the road. So he's like, all right, all right. I've got the shotgun. And the snake starts taking off. And he takes off a lot faster than I was going to give him credit for. He was moving pretty fast. Oh, yeah. But I was ready for him. So as soon as his head went off of the blacktop, I shot my 12 gauge. And where his head used to be, it just turned into a massive pulp. It was uh, it was not a head anymore. Ron, what is that? yeah, Ron cut the rest of it off with his buck knife, and it wrapped itself around Ron's arm. And we ran back into the car and took off. Now we're elated. Ron's holding the with snake, the headless, rattle headless snake. rattle, his blood shooting around. But we're, ah, yeah, well, we're, we're so crazy. happy. We're, we're so happy. Yeah, and it we had never really killed a rattlesnake before, and there was a lot more life in the snake than I imagined. Talk radio. So when we got to when we got back to the house, first of all, I rubbed it in Chris Clark's face. Ha <laughs> ha! We did get a snake, just like I told you. I, I wanted to make sure that I kept the snake skin. So I start I start skinning the snake. We're gonna eat it. Our plan is to eat the snake, and it's taken me almost an hour and forty minutes to skin the snake because I start where his head used to be, and as I removed the guts, I noticed that the heart was still beating. That was really weird. Not even in the body. Just in the, in a pile of guts by themselves, a beating heart. Weird. Every once in a while, the snake would make a little movement. Knew it was nerves. No big deal. I'm finally getting to the very end where I'm cutting off the buttons. There were there were nine buttons, by the way, which I guess means he was he shed nine times. I'm cutting the I'm cutting his tail off, and the place where his head used to be is striking at you. Struck my hand so fast, Max. I didn't have a I did not have a chance to even begin to pull it back. However. I screamed like a woman so loud. And I'm not saying like a woman like it was cowardice or it was afraid. Like high-pitched. I don't know. Like a, like a dolphin. That like sounded maybe, pretty like, ah! like that. Oh, my gosh. My friends thought that was the most hilarious thing. I, I, still, I still feel a clutch of fear when I tell that story because I thought I'm being attacked by a zombie snake. <laughs> and by the way, he was delicious. I still have the skin. I left it at home. But uh, we smoked him, and he was delicious. We got people on the line, but we have to go to break right and now. And they all lived happily ever after. We, we, we will come back. I see snake story from Carnell and Herb. You guys are absolutely next.